Welcome. This is your girl and host, Kenya Bryant. I'm so excited about the Brave and Vision podcast. This is our place, ladies, where we'll be uniting through storytelling and the power of sisterhood. We're sharing the bold and brave valley and mountaintop stories along with our fellow visionaries. So join me every month for fun and real conversations on tackling fear and yes, life's cray cray to walking out our beautiful vision journeys. What an exciting day today is, as I get to hang out and chat with my girl, Shakira Hill. She is an author, digital strategist, and let's just say overall rock star chick. We were like two sister girlfriends sitting on the couch, sipping on tea, and having a conversation about how do you find love, freedom, and live your best life through surrendering. You're going to enjoy this one. It's going to be fun. Well, yay, we are here. We made it. Yes. We are in the room together. I know. I'm so excited to I be know. here. I know. I am so happy to be in this space with you. And I just have to do a shout out to Taylor Ray, <laughs> who was the hookup on this right here, this connection right here. She's uh, such a great connector. I mean, <laughs> I crack up. I think back at the text message and she's just like, you have got to meet <laughs> this woman. She will instantly become your best friend. Aww. I mean, that was what she said. And so I just have to shout her out and then shout out. Out, like divine connection absolutely you know because it got us here yes you know? shout out to taylor ray shout out girl <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just excited about who you are and not only do we have the shout out from you know our girl but we got to sit across the table from each other yeah. and just to that little snapshot of just hearing a little bit about your story being in your presence mm-hmm. made me go stalk you on social media <laughs> girl you know how you find out about somebody right. and then Oh, I got to go stop them. them I got to go follow. (laughs) See what they saying. So I'm just thrilled that we could be here today together. You know, I think this is awesome. Thank you, Kenya. I feel so honored. I respect everything that you're doing and (laughs) the way that you just champion women and your Mm. spirit and your joy to be a guest here. Um, is truly a great privilege. So thank you for making the time and for having me. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Well, I've already told our listeners, kind of in our welcome, just a little bit about who you are. But I always like to save room because all the spicy stuff comes when you introduce yourself. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So share a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself uh, to the girls. Uh, Let us know a little bit. Well, hello, ladies. (laughs) I'm Shakira Hill. I am a native Brooklynite from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. <laughs> Currently live in Washington, D.C. proper. I'm a writer. I just published my first book, Until My woo, Surrender. We're going to talk about that. We I'm so are. happy to dig into that. Yes. <laughs> and um, I also work in marketing. I've done that for the yes. past 10 years. I lead um, a practice area at a social impact marketing agency. I work Ooh. out of our D.C. office. Yeah. And so, yeah, I am really passionate about... Just women in general. I love champion women Mm -hmm. and in particular ensuring that women are operating from a place of wholeness and that's good that's good yeah being Mm -hmm. healed I think the narrative particularly in the church is you know I'm broken yes and I want people to move from that place of I'm broken to I was that's good I like that right from yeah I am broken to I was I was broken Broken. because Jesus doesn't call us to brokenness he calls us to abundance right I love that come on (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, 
that's just a little bit about me. Okay. I love to run. I love God's people. I love joy. Yes, yes. <laughs> you got to love joy to run. Oh. I mean, like, I was really like, I've been running. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I ran track, but, like, yeah, I wasn't that long this morning. I was yeah. that quick one. I was that quick one. But that's cool. So thank you for that. Okay, so you gave us the basics. Right, and we appreciate that. But what is that r- cool, juicy thing you want to share with us? That new thing that might be going on in life right now? Oh, wow! Well, <laughs> the new thing is I'm planning a wedding, I'm getting married. <laughs> yes, is, black love is wonderful, dog. Black love, <laughs> which to some I, I think might be really cool, but more than the wedding planning, we're being very intentional about the marriage planning. That's important, yeah, yeah. and that's been really cool just the ability to have conversations that force you to to get out of the quote-unquote romance and Mm -hmm. into like what are these vows truly going to mean to us and so that's been very cool and Mm -hmm. very interesting and taking our relationship and our love to another level Mm -hmm. um some would say oh so you're out of the honeymoon phase I don't think so So, I think the honeymoon is just become even more enriched because yes. we know each other exactly. at a deeper level. Yeah. So that's been fun. Yeah, <laughs> and that makes love fun, too, yeah. because you've taken the time to dig in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that it's beautiful that that's that new cool thing going on, mm-hmm. um, but you also got some other cool stuff, right? I mean, oh, yeah. let's talk about this book here. Absolutely. Let's talk, and I'm, I just want to say, I'm excited to talk about the book. I'm excited to talk about your love, <laughs> you know, and how it got here, because you know, this episode is kicking off for February. Our Love Has a Final Say series. And it definitely does. (laughs) And I think sometimes we forget that. I mean, February is all about this (laughs) lovey-dovey, but I think if we really look at the month, you know, we have to make sure we're thinking about that love really sometimes comes through struggle. It comes through pain. Um, It comes through climbing that mountain and getting the scratches and the scars. Um, just so that not only you can love yourself well, but love others well. Yeah. And so I, I just think it's dope that we're doing this today to yeah. kick off this series. So I'm excited. excited. So come on, talk a little bit and and share with us a little bit about like this this process here, this this book. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I had never set out to write a book. I knew that I always loved to write and right. that it would be a part of my life in some capacity. My mm-hmm. work requires me to write and to be a storyteller, but never envisioned myself as an author. And it wasn't until I do believe that one day I heard from what I wouldn't have said was God at the mm-hmm. time, but right. there was this impression or this thought that dropped in my mind that I, I was going to write a book. All right. And so I wrote that down because I journal everything. <laughs> okay, that's cool. <laughs> I do. I like to keep our archival history of my life. Girl, that... you're going back. You're like, <laughs> right. no, I remember exactly. this day. Yes. <laughs> and um, I just kind of sat with that. Okay. And it wasn't really until I went through these series of just back-to-back sort of cataclysmic events in okay. my life where that led me to my now faith into mm. giving my life to Christ That's good. and seeing this story in full and yes. just realizing like there's something here that is beyond me yes. that I need to share with other people. And if that makes me a quote unquote successful author mm. with notoriety and fame, that's yes. nice. Yeah. But more important was sharing a story that allowed other men and women mm-hmm. to know that when you are in a place of 
of confronting trauma and having to let go of that trauma to live a life that you desire and believe is possible for you, that you're not alone in that feeling. That's good. That's Um, good. Because when we go through things, sometimes we often feel like, oh, I'm the only one. I'm the only person dealing with this. And our pain doesn't often look exactly the same, but we're human. We all experience pain. And you know, I think it's cool that you would take the the time to break that out because stories bring us together. Mm-hmm. It unites us. Yeah. You know, it allows us to be able to like, when I could hear your story, it makes me brave. Yeah. When I hear that you made it through mm-hmm. or still even, you know, I think nowadays we need to hear that there, you could fail and fall, but get right back up, you Absolutely. know, not to be a little doing the song, <laughs> but get back up again. But I think it's important because stories do unite us They do, and it makes you not feel alone and isolated. It just brings us to a place to say we've all gone through. It's true. And mm-hmm. we now live in a time where stories are so important. Yes. Right? Like where we have this era of fake news mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. challenging what is reality. <laughs> right. In order for us to stay connected and for our humanity to remain um and grounded in mm. humility and yes. that love having yes. the final say telling our stories is gonna be pivotal yes yes it's gonna be pivotal as we look ahead you know i know this isn't a political podcast but everything um <laughs> gets a, at least political adjacent and yes. if we're gonna survive another election here yes yes without preach girl preach. <laughs> tearing this country <laughs> Apart, we're going to need to understand each other's stories. I think that's important. I think that's good. You know, I wanted to say um, I love Brynn Brown, and she says this quote that I really have to. It says, owning our story can be hard, but not nearly as difficult as spending our lives running from it. Mm. Embracing our vulnerabilities is risky, but not nearly as dangerous as giving up on love and belonging and joy. The experiences that make us the most vulnerable, only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light. Mm. I love Bene Brown. Uh, don't you love Bene? I mean, you just be like, girl, you want to capture everything that woman says. <laughs> so when we say that, and even what you even said, you know, for us to be able to just get through some of what we, I mean, there's some dark times that we're going through and yeah. we're dealing with. Yeah. We have to tell our story. So tell me what, okay, so you knew you had to, you heard, okay, I'm going to write this story. Okay, what's that process look like? <laughs> I mean, girl, that's like digging. <laughs> it was. It's different from, you've written a lot, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. you, I've, I've looked kind of at what you've, you know, can you share a little bit of where the publications you've written for? Yeah, so I did, I started writing for, um, some smaller indie publications. Mm-hmm. So one of my first pieces was published in um, a smaller Christian magazine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got picked up in Relevant Magazine, which yes. has more global recognition. Yes. I've written pieces for Essence.com. Yes. I've written for Vanity Fair. I mean, come on. Um, and yeah, you, you know. Come on, go, some, come on, come got on. Got some bylines no, under my belt. I have quite a few bylines under my belt, but there's nothing like the undertaking come on, of a book. Of your own, I mean, and your story. Yeah. Okay, a book, yes. But it's yours. Yeah. And there's like, 
Mm-hmm. You're like putting all of it on paper. It was quite a humbling experience. Yes. It's really, as a writer, you have the responsibility of being a trusted narrator, whether okay. it's your story or someone else's. Exactly. In particular, when it's your story, because <laughs> you're already a biased narrator. Right. And so in writing my own story, I had to learn how to remove myself mm. and start to see Shakira as a third party okay and look at my life very objectively okay so that as I talked about not only myself but the other people whose proximities I've benefited from that I was also being fair to the parts of their stories that mm-hmm. I had to share too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it forced me to look in the mirror about okay. some of my own behaviors and I really worked hard to ensure that as I was telling this story about myself I was a harsher critic on me than anyone else as a way to make sure that I was being objective. Right. So any Mm -hmm. subjectivity I removed by (laughs) like, let me skew over to being a little more critical and interrogative of my behaviors and my motivations. Mm -hmm. And so as I worked with my editor who got me over the finish line, we talked about Shakira, younger Shakira, as as a character. Okay. And she would say, well, talk to me about Shakira in this chapter of the book. Mm -hmm. What is she thinking? What is she mm. feeling? What What is she going through? So that I didn't entangle my present self with my past self. And then from that perspective, superimpose my current process of thinking and the lessons that I've learned on Shakira who had not yet gotten there. So it was authentic. It yeah. It really was okay. We worked very hard, my editor and I, in mm-hmm. those last few uh, rounds of editing to be as authentic, authentic. as possible mm-hmm. um, because it would just do a disjustice to the reader to mm-hmm. share a story that doesn't wholly reflect the 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 transformation of a young woman who did not know what it was to be loved, who was holding on to so much baggage, mm-hmm. who didn't understand what faith looked like. Yes. Um, and to not really explore that transformation and flesh it out in full, the rawness, the 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 sometimes obscenity of going through that transformation, it wouldn't have been a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was a lot of looking in the mirror and just being like, wow, <laughs> you, that's who you Woo, were. Yeah, sometimes you look in the mirror and you'd be like, okay, I got to really look at myself, mm-hmm. okay? It required a lot of therapy, too. Yes, yes. People asked what my writing process was, was like, and there was a lot of writing, and there mm-hmm. was also a lot of therapy mm-hmm. to help process and to help give language to some of the things that I had experienced yes. confronting the trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I just... Um, I appreciate that. I love when you said that you had to almost like look at the younger version of yourself yeah. as a character. Yeah. I mean, I think if we did that now, I think there would be a lot. Uh, if we were to walk out our lives, uh, you know, um, and be able to, to almost look at what happened in our past mm-hmm. as a character, mm-hmm. how much we could heal. Yeah. Do you find that that, I mean, mm-hmm. when you said you had your therapy and everything, did you find with being able to be, I mean, how incredible for that team to wrap around themselves and to think like that mm-hmm. so that you could do that? Because I can imagine if I could do that for myself, there's a lot of healing. There's some things that I could see that, like you said, right now, yeah. I'd be like, no, I'm learning that. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> I don't need to go back and check that. Right. And then it hits me later. Yeah. It's a very, it was a very <clears throat> healing process. It was a 
as I said before, a humbling process because it's like all of your mess right there <laughs> in front of you and you're just reading it over and over again. But it also encouraged me to fully embrace the cycle of grief. Mm. Um, and That's, in, yeah, go in that, go in that right there. <laughs> and talking with my therapist, we uncovered that I had unresolved grief Peace. or complicated grief. Okay. And this process of writing the book, writing Surrender, really allowed me to go through and grieve every stage of the trauma and to yes. see it plainly Come on. and to name it mm. and to wrestle with it mm-hmm. and to not apologize for it. Oh, that's good. You know, and to recognize that like, yeah, these things did happen to me and not take on a victim mentality about right. it, but to truly like look at the pain and work through the pain by naming it, identifying it, crying, Ooh. all yeah. of those things, being angry and then giving place to it in my story, That's which good. I think was the final stage in being able to, I knew that I was healed when I could write about things and feel detached. And not mm. a detached that was indifferent, but detached in that like, I've already owned this. And so mm. I'm not ashamed. Come on. I'm not scared of it. Yes. And it no longer, that that pricking feeling was yes, yes. people say certain things or like a trigger yes, yes, that you yes, feel in your triggers. heart. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that anymore. And so people will give feedback on the book like, oh, you're so brave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe. And yeah. Because I just, I feel so detached. Like, okay. almost, I birthed it. Right? Come on, it's come out on. there. It's yes. serving its purpose. And yeah. so I don't feel the sort of guarding over this past that I had as I once did because I don't own it like that anymore That's like so it's good. not ingrained in me in the way that it, it's still a part of my oh, story uh, it is yes um but it doesn't own me and come i don't own i got it. high five on you okay, come on high five for those not in the room we just gave I, a do, super we high, high five <laughs> on that one that you're owning it i love it okay so i love the title <laughs> all right it's like that title that makes you go mm. Ooh, okay until my surrender Okay, so talk about that. Share with us the title. The title is um, really an encapsulation of what it took for me to come to this place of of resolve in those areas of my life. And it wasn't until my surrender. It wasn't until I fully let down my guard and opened myself up for, in my case, allowing God to come in and say, mm. okay, you've tried your way, let's go my, my way. way. Ooh, that's and, good. Um, and so I wanted the book to really reflect like that defining moment mm-hmm. in my life. And I believe the defining moment in everyone's life where you're at an impasse and it's like, okay, I don't know which way to go. And the, the answers usually don't come until we let go of needing to have the answer at that moment. moment. Um, I don't know. If and that's hard. Oh, girl, gosh, come on. Every day. And it's like a, a, it's a everyday process. You yes. know, I didn't just surrender the one right. time and everything is answered. <laughs> and this is a book that I feel is evergreen. It's a title that I felt was evergreen. Yes, and I think yes. it also carries the weight of the story. I knew going in that this was going to be a dense book. I mm. knew that the subject matter was going to be dense. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I needed people to understand that from the title. And so... It just summarizes what, like, what yes. you're getting into. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just like, oh, okay, we're going in. <laughs> and talk about going in, let's just jump in, you know, because um, the question 
You know, and I think when I was like asking you like, girl, this question right here got me like, really? Like really thinking. So the question, ladies and gentlemen who are listening is, what if to live the life you dream, you must first let go? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, and you know, we hear that. I mean, you know, come on, some things get a little trendy and yeah. like, okay, you gotta let go, you gotta let go. And I can remember, I had a time where a pastor told me, Kenya, if you just let it go, mm-hmm. you'll move back. That, I was like, that's cute. <laughs> That's so cute for you to say That's that. So lovely. I guess, but I don't. Well, you might be giving me more than like just let go because I didn't understand that. Yeah. And coming from a woman who's always had to be strong mm-hmm. and figure it out, and I am, you know, people tease me and say I'm like that warrior chick. I just don't quit. Yeah. Like you know, I'm I'm battling, I'm fighting, Same. and so I don't get what that what does let go mean. Mm-hmm. Like you have to give me some steps or something. <laughs> no, I, like, need, I need a blueprint. I need a blueprint. <laughs> Practical, dead guy. <laughs> but I loved it because I've had to have some letting go. Yeah. Just recently. And so, um, and not even just recently, I think I recently just was like, okay, this is this is good to let it go. But just the process leading up to it. But I I now can kind of get the question now because before I'd just be mad at you, like, oh god, I had a life <laughs> I want to dream of to let go wouldn't have made sense to me. Mm-hmm. But it doubt it does a little now. Can yeah. you break that down? Yeah. yeah, this question emerged out of a parable that Jesus tells okay. in the New Testament about the rich young ruler okay. who wanted to know, like, what mm-hmm. do I have to do Ooh. to Ooh, enter the kingdom of God? And Jesus said, "Well, I mean, it's simple. All you have to do is just sell everything you own." <laughs> and the rich, <laughs> the rich young ruler was like, go, "He's like, he's got to let it go." And the rich young ruler was like. <laughs> Yeah, no. no. And he went away crying. And that piece about mm. he went away crying mm-hmm. to me was an indication that there was something in his heart that he knew that he desired what was on the other side, but he was so wrapped into this other stuff and he just couldn't let it go. And he knew that he was sacrificing ultimately what he wanted, which was the kingdom of God for these things that are ephemeral. Come on. Yeah. And so I think we are every day confronted with this question. Like what if the thing that you want the most the life that you want the most requires you letting go of the things that you've been holding on. Are you not loving this conversation with Shakira? I told you, two girlfriends having a conversation on a couch, sipping on tea. Well, we're going to dig deeper. But if you want to connect with Shakira, you can find her on Twitter at Shakira Edenaya and on her website of ShakiraEdenaya.com. If you want to purchase Until My Surrender, it is available on Amazon. You want to grab it. Well, let's get back into it. which in turn are just dead weight. Mm. And no one likes that question because mm-hmm. honestly, Kenya, like <laughs> the process is abstract. Someone <laughs> at my book launch, a, a gentleman asked, he said, well, can you, for me, what does surrender look like for you every mm-hmm. day? Right. And I'm like, it depends day to day. What Come do on. I have to let go? <laughs> you right. know, what is God calling me to let go? There are mm-hmm. things that, you know, God may say, let go of your pride. And mm-hmm. the process of Come letting on. go of my pride may look like going back and apologizing 
apologizing to someone that I feel like I shouldn't have to uh, apologize to. Mm. It may mean letting go of a dream, which means stopping the things that I was doing to pursue that dream. And so it, it is accepting the abstractness of it Mm -hmm. but also attuning ourselves to that voice the voice of god that is whispering us whispering to us what is the life that you desire to live okay Mm. so in order for you to live that life like the rich young ruler are you willing to let Let go go of that that's good and that's something i think i had to that's why i said this spoke to me in a in a different way now Mm mm-hmm Because like you said, my past self would have been like, no, that's not working, girl. But to let go of a dream. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. Oh, my gosh. Because when you feel like you, that's your dream. And that's something that you've wanted or desired or you felt led that. You know, there are dreams that you feel like, okay, God, I thought that you were leading Mm -hmm. me to that. I thought that was something that you had for me. And then to have to let it go Mm -hmm. is, that's hard. Yeah, I think, I believe I believe, and this is not all the theologians, <laughs> this is not, a, you know, it's not in any of Paul's epistles. This may not be a theological, but I do believe that it is in the heart of God that he redeems every dream that we feel like come we've on. had to let yes. go. It may not come back in the way that we envisioned it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in, the, in the book, I talk about this marriage that I worked so hard to save. Mm-hmm. And I, at the time of being estranged from my ex-husband, had come into my faith in Christ. Yes. And during that time, had shared with people in now my church community that my husband and I were going through this separation and in their best of intentions encouraged me to pray for the restoration of that marriage. Right. And I prayed yes. every ounce of new mm-hmm. Christian faith. You know, when you're a new Christian, <laughs> you, you, put just, it all. you got everything. You trying to move mountains and cast out demons. And I so prayed, <laughs> prayed and prayed and I prayed very specific prayers and it looked like God was answering those prayers. And it was when it was all said and done, it the reality was that I was never supposed to be in that marriage. Mm. And so I couldn't reconcile this like, well, God, you say that if we ask, it will be ours. If yes. we just have the faith. Well, I had all the faith, faith in the yes. world. And I had to let that marriage go and the dream of a restored marriage at that time. Mm-hmm. But God is so good that yes. he brought me someone mm. who is everything in my heart that I had wanted and hoped for, but couldn't even articulate. Yes. Only God himself knew. You know how the right, Bible right, says right. that we have like utterances yes, of prayers? Yes, yes. I feel like I had these hopes that I was so scared to articulate about mm-hmm. family and marriage. And in my partner now, who's just so incredible, I see how God has redeemed everything that I felt like I I lost. And more. And more. And it makes me feel so grateful that I did let go Mm -hmm. of that marriage. So that you Um, can fulfill a dream. Yes. And lady, she rocking this uh, engagement (laughs) ring. I just want y'all to know. Okay. She rocking. It's beautiful. It's emerald. Thank you. Come on down. (laughs) I see you. I'm here. Thanks to my fiance. (laughs) Thank you for that. You know, just thank you for breaking that question. Thank you for even posing that question. Yeah. You know, to make us go deeper. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, we can go superficial and that might feel good to some people, but we got to go deeper if we're going to really have healing and if we're really going to surrender. Absolutely ourselves to what's next and we all want to live our dream we do we want the best one though you know it's we like do. you know sometimes you have to just surrender to say that was mine yeah 
but that wasn't what you had. Yeah. And it was this song um, I was just listening to on Sunday, uh, the worship team, and it was called Defender. And it was just mm-hmm. saying that, that, you know what? What you said mm-hmm. is what I want. Yeah. The way you said it, the it's way you right. wanted it to go is the way we want it. Yeah. So when we do let go, we allow that to happen. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And letting go is, it's an everyday thing. Every day, girl. It's every day. <laughs> and I am not perfect at that, you know? So I hope people don't read this book and think that <laughs> I have suddenly become right. an expert in letting go. I am challenged myself to mm-hmm. ask myself the same question. Mm-hmm. Are you living the best life, which is mm-hmm. the life that God is calling you into? Yes. And if you're not, what is he calling you to let go oh. to be able to live yes. that that's good. Well, I would love if you could share, like, the writing process, like you said, has to be hard. Mm-hmm. And you said, I mean, but I loved how you were just able to own and forgive and then not apologize about some of the things. Be angry. Was there a part of writing, like a section that you wrote that was hard? Yeah. And, <laughs> and really you could feel like, you know how sometimes people say you can really feel feel mm-hmm. the heart shifting yeah. when there's healing happening yeah is there has, was there a time that that happened in the writing process Absolutely. would you share a little bit of that and yeah. what, maybe what section that is in the book <laughs> uh, chapters one through <laughs> 11 the book there you is, go. no i'm joking um <laughs> definitely writing the the parallel story of my mm. parents okay in particular my mother okay we did not always have the best relationship and even to this day we struggle in mm-hmm. our relationship right and writing our story was very hard because I had to let go of my dream of what my relationship with my mother was going to look like and really grieve that she was never going to be the mother that I had in Mm. my mind. My mother is incredible in so many ways. Mm -hmm. She's just vivacious and beautiful and brilliant. Mm -hmm. She's one of the smartest women I've ever met in my life, but she is not I think motherly in the sense that she's not super affectionate. Okay. You know, she's not going to be the one to sit you down and kiss your boo-boo. Right, she's right. not, mm-hmm. she's just not warm in that sense, but okay. she is a fierce advocate okay. and she has instilled in me a sense and passion for social justice and yes, ethics yes, and yes. knowing how to navigate myself in the world as a young black woman mm-hmm. but writing that and accepting that she wasn't going to be that mother that she, we weren't going to go on shopping dates and okay. lunch dates gotcha. and mm-hmm. you know she wasn't going to be there when I get my wedding dress because it's just not her thing okay. I struggled I cried yeah. a lot in that that process and likewise writing about my father's murder was incredibly hard. Yes, I can imagine. Yeah, yes. because it was, you know, it's like the end of that chapter was in, in essence the finality of like our mm. relationship as right. it were. Yes, um, yes. And just having to put literally the punctuation on his death mm. and that writing that was no longer something I had to carry mm-hmm. um, as a as as a trauma in yes. that now I have to accept his passing yes, as yes. a part of my life and that he's never coming back. And I know right. that's weird to say, yes. but when someone dies in your life, someone significant, like a parent yes. or a, a spouse, yes. there is this feeling of you're carrying them. Yes. Like, and, yeah, and, I can, yeah, I can, I can imagine. Right. Mm-hmm. And so 
having to write about my parents, having to confront who they were as parents and um, what our relationship looked like as their child was incredibly difficult Mm. to the point where sometimes I would just close my laptop and just have to go and cry. Um, But there was also a beauty in writing Mm -hmm. their story. I was going to say there's beauty in that. Yeah. No, my family doesn't have an archival history in the way that Mm -hmm. some of my peers and my friends, they can pull out their family tree. We don't have that. And it felt really good to be able to recount their legacy mm. as part of this story yes. that they won't be lost in history because That's I've been good. able to write about them not just in their proximity to me but talk about who my mother was before she became yes. a mother you know that she was had plans to go to Juilliard she's yeah. a trained ballerina as I said my mother's brilliant and just giving life and color to who she was as a woman in full mm-hmm. and their love story how passionate and beautiful that was yes. even though yes. they didn't stay married yeah. I just felt very proud of being able to do that so even though it was incredibly painful right. it was also a very worthwhile experience and I think you're speaking to something because I think when we share our stories we got to do it got to share it all Mm -hmm. and we got to release that and I think that's beautiful because you you did you wrote something that is and that's why I said like it has to be hard because now it's on paper yeah it's like this this right here people can go back to they can highlight Uh and circle stuff and come back to me and say remember when you you wrote this (laughs) but it's beautiful because you did write out their legacy Mm -hmm. and you were able to to give life Mm -hmm. to something that may not have you know again like you said sometimes we are only right here right now in the present we're not seeing what the past could actually add value to it and as difficult as you like you said writing that Mm -hmm. it add value to where you are now you know it just adds to who you are the depth of you yeah yeah that's good that's (laughs) good all right so I appreciate you uh going through that process and showing that And so as we're about to close and wrap this up, what words of encouragement would you share with our listeners about, I guess, writing your story or telling your story? Yeah, well, in keeping with the theme of this month, (laughs) love having the final say, I think February can be a very difficult time for people. Um, People who have not yet partnered or who are coming out of a partnership or a marriage Mm -hmm. you can feel isolated all the pink the cars the chocolates and the balloons and so I definitely encourage um those individuals that love is ever present Mm -hmm. because love is God and I know that sounds so, so like fluffy but love is God and it may not be the romantic love that provides companionship you might not have a date night right but we are never without love and it Mm -hmm. only takes a moment to just sit down and open our eyes to see all the ways that God is loving us when I was separated from my Mm ex-husband and then in the process of going through my divorce and even after so I went through a breakup after that I remember just praying for like, Lord, I need a tangible expression of your love. And someone would just come up to me off the street randomly and say, Jesus loves you. Literally, that happened Ah, to me. I was on a run and this man just stopped (laughs) me and said, Jesus loves you. And I was like, thank you, You. God, for the reminder. Or, you know, someone would just give a compliment. You look so beautiful today. Mm -hmm. Or... A friend would just call me up and say, you were on my mind. Mind. I was thinking Mm. of you. And so 
even though Hallmark and all the commercialism around this moment in time, and it's beautiful to celebrate romantic love, but we cannot forget that love is much more than romantic. It's that agape, unconditional love just because we exist. And we are never without that love. Never. We are. There's no shortage of that. And then for, you know, there's another camp of people who perhaps are struggling with their own trauma, um, whether it was recent or um, have been a long time struggling with it. Don't feel ashamed for what you went through. It Mm -hmm. happened to you, but it is not who you are. And you have every right to own your trauma Mm -hmm. and to not let it victimize you. You are triumphant over it just because you exist as a child of God. And so I encourage you to to wear your trauma and and having gone through it and surviving it as a badge of honor. Yeah, I always tell my kids because... I just tell them, I said, man, you've walked, y'all have walked through some stuff already at a young age. Yeah. I mean, and I said, but the struggle will give you a greater capacity for joy. Mm-hmm. When you're able to say, okay, this struggle right here was hard. Yeah. But out of that, I was able to turn it around. I was able to, you know, create something good to come from it and joy. Yeah. I have just this greater capacity, room in yeah. me for joy. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. So we've talked about you got this engagement and getting (laughs) married and uh, you've got this book. Is there anything else that is fun and uh, cool that you are getting ready to go into? What brave thing are you getting ready to like launch into? Wow. I mean, getting (laughs) married again is definitely brave Mm, for me. Um, having gone through a divorce it it wrecks you Mm -hmm. and it can if you let it distort your belief in love and I think we also live in a time now surrounding the Me Too movement which is so important so important but there is a cynicism towards love there is Mm -hmm. a cynicism towards being coupled and I really have great empathy for people who are desiring partnership in these times because we there's we're in this unique period where people are not being vulnerable they're not opening Mm -hmm. up they're not being you know gentleman like right you know I haven't been dating for the last year and a half but I hear people struggle with that and so um, I recognize that it's a privilege to get married again, but also it is, it's quite scary. Yes. I often think that like, man, I don't want to mess it up. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. mess it up. Yeah. That's real though. That's real talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to be Elizabeth Taylor. I have no right. idea, you know, I got the emerald ring, but I don't want to be Elizabeth Taylor. So that definitely is requiring some bravery in me yes. to be vulnerable. Um, and the other thing is, um, I'm at this point in my career and it hit me the other day. I was like, whoa, <laughs> people look at, to me for answers now where I really have the responsibility of imparting and grooming the next generation yes. of young professionals. And for that me, that has to be kind of dope. It, I mean, it's scary, incre- but it's, scary. it's like, come on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes people ask me questions and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I have an answer for that. It's exciting, um, but it's also realizing, like, man, I'm at that phase in my life where, like, I'm now the older woman who's to impart wisdom no, into, too. Come on. yeah, the That's young, good. the younger women and younger men, because yes. um, I do 
have the privilege of mentoring both young men and women. So I've taken on, um, in addition to my job, I now am adjuncting at Georgetown University. So I'm a capstone advisor, which means I mentor and work with a cohort of students, leading them through their thesis before they graduate. So I stand between them and graduation. Okay, all right. That's some yeah, you you on a path and you you have put your feet in a couple of things that are like you are being brave. Yeah. But I'm proud of you, sis. Thank you. I am. It is exciting to hear everything that's going on in your life. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story oh, with us. Kenya, thank thank you. you for being in this room. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to do what you get ready to do. You oh. know, there's great things ahead. <laughs> I'm so glad. All right. So thank you. This was fun. Thank I know. You, Kenya. This was fun. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for today's episode on the Brave and Vision podcast, where we are truly on a mission to be inspired and empowered to bravely pursue after our visions. Check you out at the next episode. Be blessed until then.